0: So Purple People Eaters, training camp for the Purple People Eaters, the Minnesota Vikings for the rookies will begin tomorrow. So we kick off our number two with PA Paul Allen. He's right around the corner. We'll get a chance to chat with him. It's been a while. It'll be nice to catch back up with Truly, him. Yep. We're not able to catch up with anybody, if not for our great sponsors. We're blessed with several.
1: You know, these goofy songs, they're, they don't make them anymore. I just right. dawned on me. Uh, a roll architecture studios our songs number are too one. controversial now. Didn't you read <laughs> social media this that's week? That's true. That's true. A architecture studio is our number one advertiser. They've been with us the longest. Hoops Brewing. We just talked to Dave a second ago. OAR Holdings. Justin May, Messina and Associate. Kraus Heating and Cooling. Our carrier. Carrier. Our carrier HVAC authorized dealer up here in northeastern Minnesota. Advantage Gentleman Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza. The Blackwoods Group, including their locations at London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors. Blackwater downtown and Tavern on the Hill, Avenue 45, the Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai.
0: And I've got one more sponsor with us. Of course, our friends at Comfort Systems. They are offering a deal as part of their debut with the Northland Sports Page sponsorship family. It's still going, even though they've been with us for several weeks now. Sign up online for a service appointment. You can do it at ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. All you got to do is mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that service appointment. So anything with appliances, furnace cleanings, what have you. Now's the time. Again, finally in Duluth, the furnace should get some good time off with warm weather. Yeah. The show keeps growing. The sponsorship list is growing. Very happy to have Comfort Systems and everybody. A hundred percent, Brian. It's crazy with
1: Comfort Systems because, you know, we're not supposed to know anything about our appliances, right? They're installed. They've got all the stuff. Comfort Systems is the one who if you have an issue with whatever, that's a one call thing. So if you're interested, if you're listening and you're not part of Comfort Systems, pick up the
0: phone. 100%. They make you very comfortable. One thing I hope to be comfortable with is the fact that PA is with us by phone. We did not have the most glorious connection during the commercial break. We'll see how it is now. Here comes the moment of truth. PA, good morning, sir. How are you? Yo, what's going on, boys? I knew I could hear you back there. I was like, I'll just wait. This <laughs> is his favorite bit. Yeah. yeah. How are you, sir? Wait, let me uh let me sound
2: like uh the uh, one of the quarterbacks on the quarterback Netflix uh Netflix deal. I'm that bleep bleep. I'm that bleep bleep, I'm that bleep bleep.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I knew, thanks to your social media that you had watched it and everybody's got an opinion on it. I enjoyed every minute of every episode, but there are some interesting takeaways. Let's start with, I'm that Spoiler bleep alert. bleep. That was Patrick Mahomes a lot. And I know Nacho Lieber had a take on that of, boy, that's some very selfish individualistic type stuff. But at the same time, it's it's having that ego and having that swag to carry your team. What was your take on Mahomes? Because there's there's nothing we can say about his play that hasn't been said. But the inner look at him, what would you think?
2: Well, it's interesting you mentioned Ben Lieber, um, Nacho Lieber, because um, – you know, I think before he went with that take, you know, he 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 and I chatted a little bit about uh, Patrick, and um and and you know just the way he acted overall during the uh, eight episode quarterback series and um, and when he initially hit me up um, I, I had only watched two or three episodes but you know at the end of it I texted him you know Patrick has a big opinion of Patrick um, but but for me um, it, it's you know this is certainly not not to run down one of my teammates Ben because I love him and he's an incredibly smart football mind but I think it's a generational thing. You know, where, you know, certain uh, like if you want to draw comparisons to say Tom Brady never would have done that. Brett Favre never would have done that. Ken Stabler, Fran Tarkenton, they, they never would have done that. OK, yeah, I agree. I understand. B- because talking like that and, and seeing phrases like that on social media, specifically TikTok. Well, that that wasn't a thing, you know, one, two and three generations ago. And, and I'm about two generations removed from this whole thing. But it, it definitely it definitely is how you know certain people talk and act now, and, and Patrick just got caught up with it. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'd call him selfish, uh, but, but Patrick definitely has a big opinion of Patrick.
0: He definitely does. Meanwhile, on the home front, if you will, the Kirk Cousins insight was riveting to me, and I really like him to begin with, but I think a lot of people who didn't kind of had a, I don't know if a change of opinion can be a complete 180 already, but they had a different perspective on him. But I thought of you as I was watching it because, you do know Kirk better than most, and you've said some of the things that are kind of revealed to us during this eight-series quarterback documentary. So, for you, was this, yeah, that's the Kirk I know, or was your eyes open as well?
2: No, that's him. Um, you know, Kirk Kirk can be awkward. Uh, I mean, uh, at least around me, but, you know, I, I know teammates who have chatted with him about Faith related things, finance related things, family related things, or whatever. And you know, Kirk's very smart. Kirk very direct. Like you said, Brian. I mean, it's pretty much you know in the years he's been here. You know, I've joined you many Saturdays, and and, and we've kind of said the same thing that you know, Kirk. Kirk is exactly what you saw in that Netflix series. And when you see him sitting outside by himself with a by by a bonfire uh, because he's freaking out, you know that that he missed KJ Osborne in a game they won. Um, well, that's Kirk. And if you if you see Kirk, you know, getting jokingly upset that that is his favorite bonfire shirt got a, got a hole in it. Well, that's Kirk. And if you see Kirk praying with his children, that's Kirk. Now, you know, the one thing that I think is going to linger out of this is is, you know, how open he and his family were about not doing anything football related on Tuesdays. Now, now, you know that that's uh that's the NFL's off day. Now, you know it, it's per- personally I couldn't care less because I, you know, in knowing Kirk as well as I do, I know he's going to have all the work done, and and I think the stats and the preparation for games I think bears that fruit. But you know whether it's Mike Florio at ProFootballTalk.com because he's on this pretty hard. Uh, that, that Kirk doesn't go to the facility like a majority of quarterbacks do on their off day and spend two, three, four, five, six hours getting the plan ready for when everybody else comes to practice on Wednesday. I think that's going to bug some people, and, and it shouldn't because the, the grind 150 hours a week and then play the game, that's antiquated. And, and personally, I have a lot of respect for, for the way the Cousins are handling this Tuesday deal.
1: You know, PA, I was talking to some of the folks at work uh, the other day and said that, hey, we're going to PA on any thoughts for for uh, Mr. Allen. And they said, you know, we'd really like to know what's he excited about for for training, because we're all super excited to see this, that and the other. What's the Vox excited for?
2: Uh, excellent question, because I was thinking about that this morning. Um, I think Tuesday when I when I get back on the radio, uh, we're going to be at um, Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center for uh training camp preview. And uh, then, you know, we start doing radio shows from the perch and, and just kind of getting a feel for the whole thing. But cra- crazy as this is, man, um, let me see, what are we now? We're, we're 19 days from a preseason game. So 19 wow. days from today at 9 in the evening. Up the loop play, if you're so inclined, Fox Nine, you'll watch Pete Ben and I call the, the Vikings Seattle game. So that's how close it is. Um, well that excites me because I really like calling games. But I think the you know from a training camp standpoint, um, what the, the two things that really jumped out at me is the unpredictability with with this team is it, it's running rampant. Now, last year at about this time when when we had this confab, you know, I, I would tell you that this is a redo with talent, and O'Connell has unpredictability and surprise on his side until they get film on it and figure it out, and that proved to be true. Uh, well, that was unpredictable. This is unpredictable differently because Zedaria Smith is not here, Patrick Peterson, Eric Hendricks, who knows with Daniil, and, and you know, you, you have some some younger defensive players on whom they're going to be counting in key spots specifically safety and, and maybe three of the corner spots or two of the corner spots. If, if you're thinking nickel, well, that excites me because that that's an opportunity for people to set up their lineage and, and execute their toil in a second to none fashion and feel really good about themselves and make a lot of money. And, and finally it's, you know, the Vikings, a 13 win team last year, won all those close games like 11 to 0 and one score games or whatever. And the offense was really, really good, and it's going to be really good again this year. But I just don't sense locally or nationally a lot of, a lot of people feel as strongly about that as I do. I mean, th- this is the top five offense in the NFL. This is an offense capable of scoring 26 on average and over 30 a game several times, with or without Dalvin. So I think when we start playing the regular season games, people will get fired up about this offense. Uh, but, but those are the things that excite me.
0: I think those are good points. I was going to wait a couple weeks, PA, to ask you this, but the broadcaster in me needs to know, and you brought it up with 19 days being the only time that's left before the preseason gets going and you call a game. But as you said, you'll be on the TV broadcast there, and I know we've talked about it before, but I'm always curious. How does TV voice Paul Allen prepare any differently from radio voice Paul Allen?
2: Well, it doesn't really have to do with radio or TV, Brian. It's preseason, and, and we don't play anybody. So that right there is a completely different style of preparation compared to the regular season. Now, like for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when we open up with them week one, um, I will have markedly more what I think is pertinent information for the Bucs than I will for the Seahawks. I mean, I know they have a new long snapper. I know he won the Patrick Manley Award uh, for best long snapper in the country at Penn State last year. Uh, Patrick Manley, longtime Bear. I'm going to wonder why it wasn't named the Don Muehlbach uh, who played equally as long with the Detroit lions. So it, it, it more, it's more chat conversation, talk show mode with Pete, Ben and I, and we just look for certain players like Ty Chandler or Dwayne McBride, like the big tight end, Josh Oliver. If he sees a snap in the preseason, I'll be shocked, but that doesn't mean they're not going to run some of the plays where he's going to be the lead guy in the running game. So just unfurling those things and um, and honing in on a couple of these kids who Pete Ben and I truly believe will be helping during the course of the year, like Jay Ward from LSU. Now now he'll play a lot during the preseason, and he plays multiple positions. So so I've never really honed in on watching him play. So so I'm excited to watch guys like that.
1: So speaking of secondary guy who I'm interested in watching, Paul, what's the what's your take on what's going on with Lewisine? We've heard positives and negatives, and he was hurt. What are you expecting on a second year safety with with some pretty you know pretty strong uh, draft history?
2: Yeah, my well, I mean, he was a first round pick. Now, if you're a first round pick, that doesn't mean that you absolutely positively have to start. But I mean, if you don't, and if you're not decent, then the, the pick was no good. Um, so so Lewis is one, is one of the guys I don't expect to play in the preseason. I'm just guessing on that one. Uh, but I expect him to start uh, with uh, Harrison Smith. Um, I expect them to use three safety looks. I expect them to use Jay Ward and or Byron Murphy in different types of ways. But with, uh, but with Lewis, um, practices against Tennessee and Arizona, man, from a Vikings fan standpoint, I just I just can't implore you enough. Uh, if if you have the opportunity to get to these joint practices, bring a bucket, hat, an umbrella and some water uh, because it gets hot. But that that's the, these joint practices are better than preseason games when it comes to cousins putting Jefferson on a double move, Oliver mashing on a car, like Isaiah Simmons for the Cardinals trying to get the running game going. Uh, but uh, but when we get to when we get to the games, ma'am, you know that's that's not really going to be much for Lewis, I don't think but I expect him to start.
0: I like that you gave the advice of a bucket hat because sunscreen needs to be a big deal in this heat, and we don't always have the lovely quaff that you do. Dave Cook and I have bald spots to protect without issues, so bucket hat and sunscreen needs to have Yeah, your bald spot is sunscreen called your entire head, exactly. Dave Cook. But from first-round picks that maybe don't have to start to a first-round pick that should play a big role but was in the news for quote-unquote wrong reasons this week, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but I can't turn a blind eye to it. The Jordan Addison one forty three a.m. bit. I hope it's just a bump in the road. Bad pun. But what's your take on a rookie mistake?
2: Well, I mean, it's just dumb. I mean, that that's the if I am O'Connell or if I am do Mensa or Tina McCardell, the uh, the wide receivers coach, I am just like brother. It's just dumb. I mean, you know, we're we're the, this is there are a lot of things and a lot of people. Um, uh, there are a lot of things on whom the team is counting and a lot of people counting on Jordan, and Jordan's counting on Jordan. So it's, it's a blip on the radar, I, I would hope. But nevertheless, I mean, it's we all let, let, let's not be sanctimonious here and let, let's not play the role of on Earth God. We, we all make stupid decisions and, and some of us every single day. Uh, well, that would include me. So when it comes to a decision like that, I mean, that's a different type of deal. But nevertheless, you know, we're, we're all prone to dumb decisions. That was a dumb decision. Hopefully he learns from it and doesn't do it again.
0: I can appreciate that. I want to close with something that you said in a previous answer when you talked about what this offense is capable of. And I agree with you, but one little half sentence that you slipped in there was with or without Delvin. And I just want to get you to elaborate a little bit on that because Delvin cook is still out there, which is odd, but the running back fraternity in general is ticked off by their value, or at least how it's perceived right now. Where is Delvin cook going to go? And is there any shot that it actually ends up being back here? Um,
2: I, I wouldn't bet on back here. Um, I think that ship has sailed. I think they're excited to do um, what, what with what they have and with Josh Oliver, um, and and a pretty good run blocking line. Ezra Cleveland for the mistakes that he had last year in pass protection late in the season, and they were quite evident. Uh, his um, he's one of the better run blocking guards in the NFL, so I think that's going to be cool. But um, but from a Dalvin standpoint, you know, it, it's the, this might be Dalvin's final contract. So if he and his representation are waiting for somebody to get hurt in training camp or waiting for somebody to underachieve in training camp, that gives them a better chance to financially get what they feel they deserve. Um, I've always believed it would be an AFC team. Um, So uh, I'm not, I'm not ruling out the Denver Broncos uh, simply because of uh, George Payton's tie to Dalvin. And he knows Dalvin's really good. And Dalvin, I mean, he plays like Alvin Kamara. And and their coach is Sean Payton. So, um, yeah, I am. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to be Denver, but but they're going to they're sitting back waiting, and I think that's the wise move.
0: That would be very interesting, Delvin Cook with Mister Unlimited in Denver. I don't know if anybody wants to see that, but you're right. The logic behind what you said, we could bumping you out today with fly as me, PA. We appreciate you. Ain't nobody as fly as you. Let's do this again soon.
2: God bless you guys, madam I'm here every Saturday for you, and um, I'll talk to you guys soon, all right? Thanks, we appreciate
0: it. That is PA Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. Up next, Jay Hagen. He's in the lobby. Dave Cook will go get him. It's time for the fourth installment of Five Guys in July here on the Northland Sports page. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're always getting somewhere here on the Northland Sports page. Welcome back. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Jay Hagen, now with us in studio. That means installment number four of Five Guys in July is right around the corner. But before we do that, we want to pay homage to our terrific sponsors once again Jay Hagan's been nice enough to do this segment every week in July. The sponsors allow us to do any segment ever.
1: 100%. Brian, let's start with Kohler Hyundai and Kohler Toyota. Pier B Resort. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. Mount Royal Bottle Shop. The Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road. Proctor. Two Harbors. Blackwater Downtown. And Tavern on the Hill. Avenue 45. Sammy's Pizza. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Krause Heating and Cooling. Your Carrier Carrier. Up here in Northeastern Minnesota, they are your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Justin May of Messina and Associates, OAR Holdings, Hoops Brewing and arola Architecture Studio.
0: Absolutely, and I want to add Comfort Systems, of course, their deal with us continues. Sign up for a service appointment online and simply mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that service appointment. You can do it at comfortsystemsdeluth.com. So again, it's installment number four of Five Guys in July, but again, it should undergo a name change because we had a lady earlier this July. But again, installment number four means you've been here, Jay, with regularity, but we hope we get new listeners every week. So I want to introduce you once again. Jay Hagan is part of the Veterans Memorial Hall, all intertwined with the St. Louis County Historical Society. Explain to the listeners what that is and what you guys are doing on a regular basis. Uh,
3: thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Jay Hagan, the Veterans Memorial Hall program manager and our uh, mission down there is to collect, preserve and disseminate the history of uh, veterans of northeastern Minnesota and we do it with um, uh, events, exhibits, education, program projects, and publications. Uh, one of the programs we do is a History in a Pine program which is coming up uh, on Tuesday night at 5:30 down at the Depot. If you want to go in and hear the story of Medal of Honor recipient, uh, Henry Courtney. They'll be told by his nephew. Uh, Henry Courtney was killed in the Battle of Okinawa in World War II, and it'll be a it'll be a good program. So, and if you ever want to see his medal, it's on display down at the down at the depot in in the Veterans Memorial Gallery.
0: So again, it's history in a pint which is part of the promotion, of course, so I assume there's beer available. And anybody who listens to this show goes, boy, these guys talk about beer a lot, between Hoops Brewing
3: and History in a Pint, but that's, that's part of the sell as well, right? That is part of it, yes. Yeah. So we'll have uh, local brews. Some of them will be Hoops. Um, I, I know he wants the exclusive and have me do it down there, but uh, right now we're doing it. I am not shocked it. by that at all. <laughs> right now we're doing it at the Lake Superior Railway Museum. So
0: Absolutely. Well, we love Dave Hoops and we love Jay Hagan. Jay, a little different this week. I bumped in. There was a method to my madness with James Brown living in America because we've done three already. This is installment four. We've done Bud Grant, Patty Berg, and Carl Polad. Those are all posthumous honors. Today is not. We've got our first living yeah. of the five guys this July.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, did, I had to sit back and look at and look at our previous ones. And uh, yeah, this uh, gentleman is uh, very well with us. Uh, I think he's about seventy-two years. His name is Henry Boucher.
0: I was going to say very well with us and very well known. We've got. Yeah. We know we have hockey listeners today between the summer tournaments. That's true. And the on Golf Scramble. This name in the hockey community Resident forever name. intertwined. Yes. Yep. yep.
3: Correct. Legendary. Yep. Legendary. Uh, not even for his. Ex- hockey exploits, but his, uh, um, as a native, um, full-blood native Chippewa or Ojibwe, um, he uh, he pushes uh, uh, Native American causes a lot in his, in his days here. So.
0: so his hockey prowess is well known. And that's part of this segment each week with the five guys in July. We know pretty much the sports resume, if you will. We don't know the military resume much at all. That's where you and your research comes in with flying colors.
3: Right. And, uh, it, this one is a difficult one because he um, – um, I'll, just, I'll just step back a little bit and just say that you know, he um, came out of War Road. They, they went to a state title game, lost to Dine in overtime. Unfortunately, they lost him in, like, the right. first period to an injury, you know, and you never know what would have happened with somebody of that. to say,
0: we talk about changing eras and plugging yeah. a player back in. How about Boucher in that game or any other state tournament game?
3: Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that. so so who knows what would have happened at that. But, uh, yeah, he, again, is a very big uh, sponsor of uh, Native Causes, and uh, um, if you ever want to see uh, – I'd like to step up back again on another one. Um, everybody knows the Code Talker story. Yes, um, yep. and, and everybody assumed because of the movie that this was a Navajo thing. Right. But uh, but in reality, that there were many Native tribes that were used, including his Ojibwe tribe. Uh, he, to my knowledge, I don't have anything that says that he was one of the Code Talkers. But it was still uh, um, classified information when, when he was in the Army, but uh, uh, had been released in the Clinton administration. But the Code Talker story is quite amazing. And that's another one we do have down at the depot is uh, a congressional gold medal that was awarded to uh, Ojibwe um, Lex Porter, who uh, took that story to his grave. He, his, even his family did not know that uh, um, Ojibwe tribes were being used as code talkers. Anybody doesn't know that story. It was basically a way of getting commands from, from up above down to the lower ranks in the, in the heat of battle. And what they did is, uh, say, a, um, a lieutenant need to transfer something down to a a, uh, sergeant, he would have the command given to an Ojibwe tribe member who would then talk on the radio to another Ojibwe tribe member. And because the language was not written down, there was no way to convert it like other than by somebody else from the tribe.
0: It's a lot like when Dave talks to me on this show. It's a good (laughs) thing it's me because nobody else understands what he just said, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it was a, that was a real thing. We it had, was. we had broken codes of the Germans. We had broken codes of the Japanese, and the code talkers made, you know, our conversations not breakable. Right. And it's really an under. I was gonna say the value of that can never right. be overrated ever,
3: at all. Ever. Yeah. But what I wanted to do is just say that, yeah, know, the, the Ojibwe tribe were members who were actually doing this as well, that it wasn't just a Navajo story. So and Boucher was from the uh, was a pure um, Ojibwe tribe right. member. So.
0: so you mentioned in that dissertation there, you mentioned the phrase in the heat of battle. Mm-hmm. And last week, Carl Polad was really our frontline guy. Yes. How close did the Henry Boucher military life take him to
3: something similar? It's it's interesting, you know, um, because he is still alive. Um, we, a lot of his records are still, in essence, redacted that we can't get into and get a lot of detail. He served as uh, looks like about two years in in service, and uh, and but during that time, because he was such a great hockey player, and and this is a throwback to the old days of the of the Cold War, right? In order to preserve your amateur status, you could be in the military academies, or you could be in the military itself, right? So Boucher kept his uh, his amateur status, went into national championships in uh, Europe, and uh, where they won a gold medal, I think in seventy one and seventy two. He actually uh, in Sapporo, Japan, he won a, a, a silver medal, right? Uh, at um, in the in the national or in the Olympics. So uh, um, anyway, he. Uh, so he basically was under the cloak of the army, right, which is what the unfortunately so the Soviets took advantage of that little oh, yes. loophole
1: right East Germans were good at that
3: too oh the well most of the, yeah most <laughs> of the communist <laughs> bloc was into that, right I mean, it was called the soviet red army they didn't they didn't even <laughs> deny it in any way, right You had to be an amateur status to play in the Olympics, and that's how you kept the status. they just had they had a team full of amateurs, you know. In the Army. All of them were in the Army. (laughs) Like Mikhail said one time, I went from uh, private to lieutenant colonel. I never did any Army stuff. (laughs) I said, well, yeah, things have changed now. The Olympics are not like that anymore. So
0: No, they definitely aren't. I want to talk to you a little bit about the element of surprise, because everybody that we've talked about these first few weeks have had a bit of a surprise wrinkle to them. Two-part question, if you will. Your research in finding these folks that we honor each week you always say you're a little bit surprised to to find somebody new. I know when you revealed Patty Berg, you interjected with me and said, "Change the order of everything. I've got right. to get this one in." Henry Boucher is a legendary hockey player. Was his military service known, or was this more of a surprise? And then, athletically, does he have any surprises
3: like everybody else seemed to have? Well, athletically, yeah he 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 was in um, he he had scholarship offers in football, baseball, track. See that just and hockey. never ceases
0: you know, to amaze me that all these. You know, meal ticket sport guys that we go, oh, this person's great because of sport X. There's also Y, Z, A, B, C that they could have played. Absolutely. Fascinating.
1: It's amazing how many top-end athletes have the one sport in common is track.
0: You got all these people that are good at six <laughs> different things. I'm still trying to find one. Yeah. Like ahead. Brian's
3: cousin was in the track. Remember? Yeah. Well, Brian's into. track. I assure you Brian was not. <laughs> Brian was the track. Go ahead. So anyway, yeah. So uh, so again, not a whole lot on his on his. Uh, career in the uh, Army, but, you know, maybe that's an idea we could get him in studio at some point in time or on on phone and have, I would him, love that tell, idea. have oh. him tell his Army stories. Because there are stories that most of these guys, when I'm doing oral histories, they don't want to tell the story. Correct.
0: And, well, and I've wondered that because, again, the first three weeks, posthumous honors, this week with Henry Boucher, very different. Have you ever gotten a chance to speak to these people and say, hey, I'm going to tell a story about you on some airwaves would you prefer to do it? Now you said a lot of times they wouldn't. Yeah, is that just what, humble or is that difficult to talk about
3: because of what they experienced? Well, no, that's more of a generality with these um, with uh, veterans in general. They okay. don't want to tell their story, right. you know, and then their family wants to know their story. They want to know what the heartaches that they've gone yeah. through, but they don't want to tell the story. And Dave knows that mm-hmm. <laughs> better than anybody. And uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Well,
0: I was going to say thank you for the segue because Dave does know that rather well. Next week is going to be the final week for this July. Now, you mentioned everything's going to have to change a little bit next year because 2024 only has four Saturdays four in July. Saturdays, yeah. We might have to work you in on a weekday, tape something early to get five in there. But the fifth one's going to be really special to everybody in this studio. Either one of you two can tell us why, because it's going to be fun's not the right word, but emotional, certainly.
3: You can lead me into it. Okay. Uh, well... Um if, if I remember right, I'm, I'm still doing the research right now, so I don't have it all, but uh, your, your father, Dave Sr.? Yeah, Sr. Correct, yeah. Uh, he was at Which I never got Silver to call Bay. you
0: Jr. ever, and if I did, you just looked at me. Yes, yeah, because nobody <laughs> called me Jr.
1: Right. The, um, You're Dave Cook, I aye. aye. The, the thing we're going to get a t- chance to talk about, we're going to get a chance to talk about the beginning of Silver Bay. We're going to get a chance to talk about a kid who came off a farm who played in a town that wasn't even a town a couple years before he got there played college ball was captain at Saint Cloud State and and what he did in the military because he did some pretty un it, not the hero stuff except to the families that he took care of so
0: right and that's going to be perfect timing because you already mentioned the celebration of life for your dad is going to be the following Monday so yeah. we get a chance to invite the public and we get a chance to inform the public a couple days before
1: yeah that's that's true we'll talk about that a little bit as well it's uh i told Brian this morning i said ah i'll get through that <laughs> Yeah. How are you doing, a, doing so far? Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, I yeah. choked
0: him up here on live radio a week ahead of time. I apologize. But the summer hockey bit, he loved
1: the summer hockey bit. You know, he was the first coaches of those kids from Little Falls that went to the state tournament. So the Hanowski kids, the Fessler kids, right. he had them when, when they couldn't skate. He's the one that taught them to skate. So oh, wow. um, Brian Mock, the NHL referee. So, I mean, there's all kinds of impact that he's on sports beyond just playing, too. So.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Now, the other question more general I have for Jay based on that is because you do great research to discover who we should honor each year. But now in this case, I'm going to assume that Dave told you about Dave Sr. How often do you get people that come to you and say, hey, did you know this and this? I guess to to simplify that question is how many of these people come from your research? And sometimes how many times do these people actually come to you from
3: others? Well, usually the story won't come from the veteran themselves, but it'll right. come from a family member right. who said, But I mean, how often is it that, that instead of you oh, researching, they will I've, throw stories to you? I, I get a half dozen a week, basically.
1: We, we did work. that at the air show. We, there was some, we were talking about something at the air show, Jay and I, and it rang a bell about uh, something my grandfather did. And so right there, we talked about it, and he said, I'd like to see that. And right. so that's, I can't imagine that's, that's unusual, but it's an experience I had directly with Jay.
0: Absolutely. It's always fun to see how radio segments are born. This one's been fun honoring Henry Boucher today, and Dave Cook Sr. will be next week to cap off the five guys in July for this week and obviously this year as well, as that'll be our fifth Saturday. But I want you to recap a couple different things. Once again, the Veterans Memorial Hall, there's a website where people can get involved too. You've got tons of events, and especially the one on the 25th.
3: Yep. So we have the one coming up on the 25th. Again, it's a program called History in a Pint, which we do, we try to do one a month. Uh, um, so on the 25th will be the Major Henry Courtney, uh, who is a U.S. Marine Corps killed on uh, Okinawa, and uh, his uh, nephew, Court Story, will be uh, speaking on his behalf. And, uh, yeah, we, um, again, we do events on a regular basis. I'm taking these history a pint on a ra- uh, up to the range this year. Oh, cool. And up at uh, Chisholm on August 2nd, uh, it's military appreciation night for the St. Louis County Fair. Nice. I'm going to be speaking. That, that'll be interesting. might be my biggest crowd, so it be well, very we've, we've interesting. Well, we've
0: given up. you four <laughs> weeks going on five of warm-ups, but there'll be more than two people there watching you like we have. Right. Jay,
3: you need to bring
1: Brian. He can be your hype man. There, there you go. That's
3: right. oh, I can be, be your Rick Flair. Every yeah. sentence, yeah. I can
0: just go, woo and get saying. everybody into you. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll put you on the microphone and uh, and introduce me. So.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> there you are. You know what? The thing Ooh. is, I'd I'm never, l- ladies I'm and, I'm gentlemen. and <laughs> gentlemen. I'd be willing to do it. I don't know if you want somebody better, but I'd be willing to do it. But nobody better than you today, fun to honor Henry Boucher, a little weird to bump out with a British Invasion-type song, but we needed a Henry song. We're bumping out with Henry VIII.
3: Henry VIII, sounds a good. One. I am, I am. And again, the
0: website for the Veterans Memorial Hall, where it? can they find more?
3: Vets-hall.org. So it's pretty simple, but uh, you can search all the relatives or veterans that you are, you're looking for information on. So Absolutely.
0: 100%. Fun to spend the morning with you, Jay Hagan. I liked it so much. I'll spend the afternoon with you, too. We'll okay, see you soon. Okay,
3: good. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, That's Jay. installment four of Five Guys in July. We close with Drawing Lines next. One more segment to go. Stick around. We'll be right back. Back on the Northland Sports page with a little disco duck. I love the artist credit for this song. It's Rick Dees and his cast of Idiots. (laughs) Speaking of which, Brian Burnham and Dave Cook, here we are on the Northland Sports page closing out another show. It has been a fun one. Thank you, Justin May. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, PA. And thank you, Jay Hagan, just a moment ago. Big event again coming up on Tuesday as part of Jay Hagan's outfit with the depot and the St. Louis County Historical Society. Again, it's history in a pint. And that's going to be at the uh, Lake Superior Railroad Museum, July 25th, which is Tuesday. Man, the summer is flying. And that'll get underway at 530 in the evening on Tuesday, the 25th. Speaking of summer flying, again, I have to tread carefully as I say this. I talked about it in the opening segment today. I'll be at the Twins game tomorrow, and their promotion is back-to-school weekend with backpacks for kids 12 and under. Now, again, as a disabled guy that's 5'6 on a good day, whether or not I pass for 12, we'll see. But my wife said those backpacks look decent. I'd take one. But she's also not happy about the fact that with a good month plus left of summer vacation, that an organization like the Twins is preaching the dreaded three words for a teacher back to school already. And I think it's a little too early, but we decided that we would take it and talk a little bit about giveaways at sporting events, whether we just heard about them or lived to get one and what drew our interest the most. It's all part of Drawing Lines. Courtesy of Roll Architecture Studio. We start with them as we pay homage to our sponsors as well.
1: Absolutely. Like I said, Roller Architecture Studio is the OG, the original uh, yes. the original sponsor of this show. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Pier B Resort, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Royal Bottle Shop, Avenue 45, Justin Mayer, Agent and Messina and Associates, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer for our area. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, and the Blackwoods Group. Their locations include London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill. Brian, if you're here for hockey this weekend, can you think of a better place to go eat dinner?
0: I Black cannot. Woods right
1: now, I mean, if you're, any of the Blackwoods locations, yep. you can never do that wrong. If you're up at Mars, you know, Tavern on the Hill is real close. For the
0: record, Dave just burped at the thought of it, but no, he I did it off the mic. That oh, was pretty good. No, oh, that's not what it looked cough. like from here. But
1: no. But uh, if you're in Proctor, uh, playing at the new rink there, Hermantown's not too far from Proctor as well. There's always a spot nearby to hit Blackwoods this weekend.
0: Absolutely. So we've got a great list of sponsors. I've got one more to talk about in a moment. But before I do that, I also like when sponsorship crossover happens. And it happens on Saturdays, thanks to our friends at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. Of course, Hoops Brewing is a big part of what we do. 10% off Hoops at Mount Royal on Northland Sports Page Saturdays. Dave, that just makes sense.
1: Oh, 100%. That's exactly what you want to do. Um, they're really good folks. They take care of us. Right. But they have the supply that you want. You know, it's it's where, it's a go-to.
0: Absolutely. And then Wine Wednesdays at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. I want to focus on that, too. 10% off all wine. On Wine Wednesdays, but today is Saturday. You've already heard from Dave Hoops and our friends at Mont Royal Bottle Shop, ten percent off Hoops products each and every Saturday, courtesy of us here at the Northland Sports Page, and of course Hoops and Mont Royal. And our final sponsor, still the newest, but again they're not as new as they used to be. That happens with time, of course. But we're so happy to have each and every time Comfort Systems. ComfortSystemsDelude.com is where you can go online and sign up for a service appointment. Simply mention you heard it right here on the Northland Sports Page and receive twenty dollars off that service appointment. Keep the business coming. Heard from Comfort Systems this week, and they're very happy with what that promotion has done. So keep it going. It's a great place and a great deal as well. But right now, it's time to talk about giveaways. And sporting events tend to do that. As a kid, I know it was a big deal. I remember going to Dairy Queen Cap Night at the Dome. I remember going to a Vikings game against the Bears where they mocked Jim McMahon. And they gave away the headband and the sunglasses. We bumped in, Dave, with Disco Duck because probably the most infamous promotional night was yeah. disco night for Major League Baseball. The Chicago
1: White Sox decided right. it was time for disco demolition. And that was and Mike Veck, was it not? It was, and they almost burned the place down. They right. had a, a bonfire on the pitching mound of epic proportions. Sometimes those giveaways, just in the mind, they sound fantastic, and I'm sure this was great, right? In reality, they tapped into something. and uh, yeah, Right. Exactly. Well,
0: and again, this stems from tomorrow, and I believe today as well, but tomorrow I'll be there. It's backpack, back-to-school giveaway at Target Field. Now, I shouldn't be eligible because it's 12 and under, and I am way over 12. But you and I joked when we were there together, and we got pretty cool polo shirts that day. Yeah, But for adults, it was polo shirts for Father's Day. For kids, it was T-shirts. And I said, oh, Dave, I'm walking in with you. You're almost a foot taller than me. It's not that you look like my dad, but as a pair, somebody could make that mistake. What am I going to do if I get a T-shirt? Thankfully, I didn't. We'll see if I get a backpack tomorrow. <laughs> you would have laughed. That would have been story one on right. the
1: next Saturday is what it would have been. I would have laughed,
0: and I also would have incredible hulked the shirt and ripped it as I so put it on. the
1: question I got. Is Jen going to say, hey, I'm a school teacher, and I'd really like to have one of these? And you think they'd say, ma'am, here you go. Yeah, we'll see if we can make or that happen. Or she could give the thumb and say, for junior here. Yeah,
0: tomorrow, well, she's not that much taller than I am, but that will be interesting. But as part of drawing lines, courtesy of a role architecture studio, what are some of the more memorable giveaways either you know of or have been part of? Because we know the bobblehead dolls are big deals and the lines for those. I don't get the fascination, but the lines for those are absurd. I have friends that like to get those. If you're a collector, okay, fine, whatever. But I have several and I just go, why do I have these? But it is what it is. But I remember, like I said, the headband and sunglasses. That was a big deal. Not too long ago, U.S. Bank Stadium, everybody got the Jared Allen mullet when he went into the Ring of Honor. That was cool for a reason. The cap night is always a big deal, I think, for a lot of people. I think the Twins
1: do it really well. They do.
0: And I specifically remember after winning the 87 World Series, I went to the ring ceremony day, like opening weekend of 88, and they gave away replica rings. Now, they were giant on my 9-year-old finger, so I made mine into a gold chain and put the ring on the end of it. And thought I was a cool guy playing slow pitch softball for Portman with this chain around my neck. Well, I'm not very fast, and you, you die for one ball and take a replica ring in the tooth, and that's the last time you wear that gold chain yeah. athletically. But those are ones that stick out for me because I liked the giveaway. You told me you have a halter top story. Is it suitable for radio? Because I got to hear this.
1: Yeah, no, I think it. I think it is because the Minnesota Twins had a giveaway. It was a halter top, and the guy we're going to talk about next week. Uh, he thought that was a great idea, and at the kitchen—that'd be your dad. Yes, at the kitchen table, he said to the family, "He goes, you know, this is going to be really interesting. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go down to the twins game and get one of the twins halter tops." And looked at mom, and she just iced <laughs> him,
0: just glared. But like, but tell me that he knew he was making a joke. It wasn't one of those situations uh, where he didn't know what halter top meant.
1: I know. I think he thought it was a good idea in a kind of a way okay and she was having none of it
0: well because the reason I ask is because if, if you didn't know what those were you'd be in for a rude awakening but I also had a similar experience once where there was a lengthy line for t-shirts and I sent a female friend of mine to grab me one well they had men's cut and women's cut t-shirts she said what size I got a large which is correct but I ended up with a large women's cut and went to put it on and went I don't go into this. What, <laughs> this what happened? Is such a weird fit. And, and my wife was there, and, and still laughs hard at that to this day.
1: Well, and I, so they make mistakes all the time with them. Yeah, like I was saying, the twins and their college nights, where they have uh, how UMD is not
0: involved. Somebody needs to inform me. Yeah, but, but and they need to be. Yeah, like the same. And Claude, too could get Saint involved. The Saint
1: Cloud State one is awesome, and and you know Avery got the president to give to send us one. You know that was really cool, but. I have a list of some that I made earlier that okay. I just wanted to keep run in mind. Past we you. got about
0: six, seven minutes for oh, it. Oh, this
1: will be this will be easy then. Okay. So Cleveland, back in the days where they played in the mistake by the lake, right? Um, right there on the lake. old
0: municipal stadium. I yep, think.
1: Yep. They had they had tennis problems, Brian. Let's let's just be honest. Yeah. They were bad. Yeah. So they had ten cent beer night. Uh, they did not have attendance problems that night. They may have underestimated, one, the number of people, and two, the amount that they could drink at $0.10 cents a crack. Right. and Bill uh, Strewing
0: needs to do that. Old school pricing.
1: They had uh, they had quite the riot. So that was that was one that maybe should have been rethought. I sent you a picture or showed you a picture earlier of the worst uh, event the Tampa Bay Rays have ever had. It done. was bad, yeah. And that's called the Zimmer Bear. Now, if you remember Don Zimmer, his face looked a little like Popeye. A little bit, um, yeah. And, um, and so back when I was a kid, my grandparents used to make dolls, they'd have doll faces and they'd sew them into their, into the dolls that they handcrafted. Right. Well, this is Don Zimmer's face sewn into a bear's body, like a plastic face of Don Zimmer. It's spooky. Like it's, it, it was pretty bad. Uh, the Nashville sounds, uh, the, the minor league team, I think the sounds are the minor league team for not since it might be Cleveland, actually. Okay. Um, They gave away. Seems to be a pattern here with Cleveland teams. Bobbleheads. They gave away bobbleheads of the three Wisemen, which seemed like a really weird bobblehead to give away. Um, San Francisco. You remember remember Pablo Pablo Sandoval? Of course. The Panda. Panda. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The San Francisco Giants gave away Chia heads. Nice. Of Pablo Sandoval.
0: Now, let me ask you this. You're a well-known announcer for the teams that you work for. Yeah. Would you ever want a Dave Cook bobblehead doll to be out there? Because you could have some fun. You mentioned Shia okay. with that, that long be beard. Funny. You could
1: have some fun. The beard would be funny with, with right. that.
0: Yes. I want mine. If there ever was one, to come with two canes and a headset.
1: Yes. And well,
0: and badly spiked hair that looks like just barely enough grass. But do
1: you go do you go goatee with it. Then
0: depends on the week, right? Or do you because you've just seen me in many patch. different looks? Yeah. Maybe it's just the soul patch. That I don't know. That one's
1: getting grayer and grayer by the day. I, my first thought was okay, Pen, Panda. His big thing was he was big. So yeah. how big of a chia head would you have to get actually to make it uh, appropriately sized? You check with the San Diego Zoo on that one. So the Seattle Mariners understand what community they live in. They're a progressive community, right? They're they're very into the ecology because their ecology is beautiful there. They had a dirt giveaway where you could go to the game and get dirt. Okay, and, uh, now,
0: but I've taken that from Fenway, so there are some kind of mythical no, no, no. locations where a, you do that.
1: Yeah, Ziploc bag full of dirt.
0: Sure, Thanks why not? Thanks for coming.
1: And the what fa- a country, what a time to be alive. <laughs> the favorite one, my favorite one, um, and it's just ridiculous, and I was thinking this is something we could have done back in the day with, uh, with the Huskies. They could do it today, but it would have been more fun back in the day. The Altoona Curve back a few years ago had free GM gallbladder removal surgery True. pictures. <laughs> And the first thousand people got got pictures of the x-ray of the swollen gallbladder and they sold about people came in just to get that.
0: It was a GM's. OK, full disclosure. I love to laugh. Right. But I'm pretty prepared for most things that will at least make me giggle on this show. That was a pretty genuine. What the heck did he just talk about? Yeah, I don't need to see that. There, there are the pictures. Radio's not a visual medium, but Dave just showed it to me on the, the his phone. The gallbladder is all painted in red. That so would be one it. of the worst without question. But you mentioned our time with the Huskies, and we have experience not necessarily getting to be part of the promotion, but knowing it's happening. And I started this with the target field backpack story for this weekend. But the Huskies this week, it's been a long time since I've been to Wade. But I've been affiliated with the Huskies and the Dukes as a play-by-play guy. And they had Dukes throwback jersey night, and I think that's awesome. I, I probably should have gone and didn't, and I may regret it later, but I thought that was pretty neat. But I remember when we knew it was Thundersticks night and we would just go, oh, no. no, no. But they, Tonight is going to be yes. a migraine. But they do make noise. The crowd got into it. Yep. And even if there wasn't a big crowd there, it sounded like it. The
1: one that I liked best, uh, and that was the 70th anniversary one where they did the the stadium. Yep. And uh, the small, I still have that. a small relief of the stadium. That was so cool. And so, yes, I still have that one too. But, you know, the Huskies that we knew gave, you know, they had bobblehead nights. They brought people back. Um, it was just... Baseball does this best. Yep. They really I was gonna do. say,
0: notice other than a couple of Vikings games, I haven't mentioned anything else. I don't remember going to a Timberwolves game and necessarily getting anything. I don't remember going to a wild game and necessarily getting anything. Maybe I, I picked maybe, the wrong nights. I don't remember. You a wild know every giveaway. organization has giveaway nights. I just haven't gone apparently.
1: Yeah, I don't remember a wild giveaway. I'm sure there's gonna be text. I remember before. games they gave away. Does that come? Uh, right, right. But I again the twins college hat night and the college stocking cap night. I mean, they get an automatic 1,500 to 20,000 people, St. Thomas is there, right? Right. Um, Coming in just because they're giving away stuff that these kids would have to buy anyway.
0: Like, it's so smart. It is. So we've got just under two minutes to go. Speaking of giveaway, are the Minnesota Twins going to give away the AL Central, which they lead by two, or has the schedule gotten easy enough and the offense has woken up just enough, even though it might be an indictment on who they're playing as much as it is their offense that they're going to get some separation now because the schedule is weakening Yeah, and this team isn't bad, but it isn't good, but they've survived the tough part of the schedule in a minute and a half. Are they going to do this? Because for the second week in a row and probably for all season, I think they're going to,
1: I think they are too. It does worry me a little that the starting pitching has been a little shaky. It's really resurfaced. Left. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but if they can hit, they do have the weakest schedule in the majors left, I believe. Um, if they don't, there's going to be massive changes, I think.
0: Well, I was going to say, on the subject of changes, next week we'll be previewing the trade deadline because it's August 1st is the deadline day, and next Saturday is already July 29th. Yeah. Do they buy or do they sell or do they do both? Because I think you might see them do both. You might see them pick up a reliever and part with a corner outfielder that's not doing anything. Uh, I
1: would tell you that if they're struggling still, if they're 500, they could deal their
0: all-star pitcher. Sonny Gray? I would be on board with that. But let's hope he wins today. He's got the start against the White Sox. That'll be about 10 after 6. And TV-wise, if you're looking to watch, they're on the regular Fox tonight. That'll do it for us here on the Northland Sports page. Dave Hoops was here. Justin May was here. PA was here. Jay Hagan was here. My guy, Dave Cook, was here. It was fun.
1: It was a good day today. We started a little slow and a little late, thanks to... uh, Dave Sinekin. Yes. Packer fans will always do whatever they want. But beyond that, it was a great day. It was great to have PA back. And, you know, I know that it means it's August and getting to school, but... Kind of looking forward to football.
0: It is going to be a fun season, we hope. It's always fun right here on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme on behalf of Dave Cook saying have a great weekend. Good luck to everybody playing summer hockey, summer baseball. Enjoy summer. We'll talk to you next weekend.